everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Slugcast. As always, my name is Cynthia, and I want to ask, do we have any student workers out there in the audience? And if y'all didn't actually know, this is my first job. So honestly, finding that experience of the proper balance of work and school life and personal life has been rather strange, but it's been going pretty well. And as always, I'd like to remind y'all that we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com. Now, I want to know, especially right now, as we've started the new spring quarter of 2021, how did y'all feel? Did you feel like you came in prepared to the new quarter, underprepared, or honestly, not even prepared at all? Personally, I felt partially prepared. Um, I was not anticipating the effects of spring break to wear off as quickly as they did. I feel like I did not have enough of a break. But the quarter's begun and it hit the ground running. So this week we're gonna be talking about, and it's gonna be focusing on y'all student workers out there, including myself. We're gonna be talking about some ways that we can facilitate and ease the stress of balancing work, school, and personal life. In addition, we're also going to be looking at some pretty interesting proven methods from some studies that I found that will look at how to find that proper balance or just something even close to it. And in addition, we'll be having a very special quick interview with student intern and worker from the Division of Student Affairs and Success, Sid Masada. They're going to be talking about their experiences working and living on campus, out of campus, working multiple jobs, and focusing on their major and things that they suggest that you can do as well to be able to find that proper balance or an efficient enough management kind of process that they've done as well. So, kind of going on, when I first began working and doing school, personally, I did not have a guide on how to do any of it. I thought, you know what, I'm just gonna slap together a schedule and that's gonna be it. I'll be able to manage. But in reality, there are so many other things that I could have done and that you can also do to make most of the time, make most of the time that you have during the day and the night to be able to find a pretty good enough balance of your work and your school life in a really efficient manner. And I really want to look at the study that I found through the University of Laverne that focuses on work-life balance strategies for attaining and maintaining a proper work-life balance. So this study focused on 52 elementary school principals from the Sacramento and San Joaquin areas. And you know what? I'm sure that we probably share the same amount of stress as those principals with the amount of work we're juggling. And in the end, the study actually concluded that they thought and that they felt that having good relationships and time management was one of the priorities in being able to find that work-life balance. They also emphasized that, quote, lightening up and spirituality help them go through the grind of work, unquote. And I'm sure by spirituality, it doesn't necessarily mean religion if you're not religious. Um, I'm sure it just probably means finding that ease of mind and finding that safe place for yourself is something that really helps get through that grind of work. Um, something else that they also discussed was that they felt that nurturing and maintaining family relationships and friendships help them keep grounded. So that means that really talking with your family, if you're connected to them or with your friends, help them stay grounded, not lose themselves within the work or not lose themselves completely within their life and find a pretty good balance of both. 
And one of the things that they also discussed that was pretty interesting was that having awareness of the importance of balance of work and personal life within their work environment helped them maintain a kind of healthy balance and the state of being. And it really helped them prevent illnesses and burnout from their work. So basically what that means is that within the workplace, it's pretty important to emphasize the importance of actually discussing that you do need to have a proper work and personal life balance. So talking with your supervisor and just letting them know, hey, I have quite a bit of work to do this week. And is there any way that you can maybe alleviate some of the work? Or if there's any way that I can distribute the work out a little bit better with their advice, so you can still get the same amount of work done, but still keep sane. And something that I personally do to plan out my week is that I like to think in advance. I sit down every Sunday night, I pull up Canvas and I will sit down with a physical planner and I will try to set time aside during the week as well to have self-care integrated within, okay, I have to watch a live lecture today. From this time to this time, after live lecture, I'm gonna take about a 25 minute break and just do something that'll help me relax. So then that way I can wind down and prepare for the next little thing of school that I have to do within the next three hours, which is watching a pre-recorded lecture. And I also anticipate that, you know what, there might be some spillage of work time into the personal time, but that's why you always plan ahead. So that way you have those buffer times set up because it is pretty important and you should have that time set aside for your personal self so you can take care of yourself and you can go back into the work or go back into the schoolwork as best as you can. Now, I know that this whole study, and right now I'm talking more about personal life and work balance, but what about school and work, and not just work and personal life? Those are things that are pretty important, but being in students, I think it's pretty important that we should find some techniques that are gonna work, especially with our chaotic schedules that we've got here. So. Let's look at this other study that I found pretty interesting that discussed about work and school at the same time. And this research study actually focused on two groups and it, work at, it focused predominantly on grad school students. And they divided this up into two portions and two groups. So they wanted to look at, you know what, what's the impact of doing work at the same time as grad school? and what the job performance was for work and what the job performance was for school while doing these both at the same time. So, funny enough, the first portion of the study actually found that students who were more involved in school than in worked, they were the ones that they experienced a lot of school work conflict times. So that meant that they couldn't really find a balance because they focused a lot on school. Then the second portion of the study concluded that these school work conflicts actually brought on a lot of negative impacts into the personal facilitation and your task performance when doing both schoolwork and actual work. Okay, but you know what? Yeah, I think like that's something that we're all kind of aware of that if you devote yourself too much to one end or if you do devote yourself too much to the other end, then obviously you're not gonna do or you're not gonna excel in both. So you know what? No, let's let's it's good to know that this is the reality and that they've studied and that yes, it's true, this happens. But 
I want to know about some real life strategies that we can use, not just kind of what the effects are of research studies, which will lead on into this very, very special interview that I have prepared for y'all. So if y'all are ready, let's get on with us. Hey, everybody. So this is our guest of this week, Sid Masada. Hey, Sid, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners out there? Hello, y'all. My name is Sid, and I'm a third-year cognitive science major, and I work a bunch of jobs on campus, basically. <laughs> wow, that's really cool. So I know you because we work in the same department, and I figured, you know what? I think it'd be pretty interesting to get your insight and your experience of how you manage multiple jobs, and especially in such a heavy field of cognitive science. I wanted to know, when you started working and studying at the same time, how did you manage all of that? Because I can't imagine, like, I, I know you right now, you just mentioned that you did multiple jobs or you are doing multiple jobs. So if you want to expand on them a little bit more for the listeners out there, just so they're getting a gist of what you're doing. Yeah, I can briefly go over just like my education, my like, I guess, career journey so far. Mm -hmm. uh, my freshman year, I, I got my first job at the dining hall. We started Humble and I was, at first I was a history major. Then I decided to go into STEM and I also decided to get multiple jobs. So I ended up working a CYP internship as the coordinator. I was a peer advisor and I also had a part-time job at a hotel, just like working nights. So at that point I was, I decided to be a business major. Obviously we're not that anymore, mm -hmm. but I was working about 60 hours a week while doing that. Oh gosh. And I would say that was like the time when I, like that time when I kind of learned what burnout was. <laughs> and then like, that's my nicest way of describing that part. Oh, um, eventually I realized, hey, I actually do like having fun. Hey, I also really like student care. So I really want to focus in on that. And I was like, hey, maybe it's not go past 40 hours a week. <laughs> you got <know? laughs> to keep but a I limit. Will yeah, I will say that C that I got a physics 5A when I was working 60 hours a week is the proudest C I've ever gotten. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I mean, C's, yeah. get, C's get degrees, right? C's get degrees. That, for legal reasons, that is not my official advice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this is just kind of like a common thing that we say. It's definitely not advisable. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're trying to aim to be good noodles. We're trying to be good students. Um, yeah. We're not saying aim and for the lowest year, thing. I am a good noodle. Oh, nice, nice. Me too. I feel like I've been yeah. such a good noodle trying to manage my work and also my classes. Um, I think I've been, last quarter, I took about 18 units. So that was a little rough, um, but I feel like I managed pretty well. And how did you feel that you were managing? I know you mentioned like the burnout, but how did you kind of like initially when you were doing all of those jobs and doing your classes like what were you doing to like at least try to help you stay on track back then when you started yeah the thing is during that time when i was working 60 hours a week i would say that was the time that i wasn't really focusing on keeping on track because again i wasn't really in a major that was suitable to like my interests but then when I turned into cognitive science, so I would say this year, like this fight the remote environment, this has been like my best year by far. Mm -hmm. So I switched to cognitive science and I also got jobs that I really, really genuinely enjoyed and felt passionate about. So currently this year, I work uh, for LSS as an MSI tutor for intro statistics. Nice. I, um, I, I also work at the Division of Student Affairs of Success. Woo! I'm the, the special assistant. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. And then, 
I also work as a prevention education director, and then I also do a couple little like odd jobs here and there. But those are my main jobs now, and I'm genuinely passionate, interested, and they are like some of my favorite things to do. I I feel like it's weird to say that I genuinely love my jobs. Aww. <laughs> I no. know. I can say that too. I honestly really love working as a podcaster because I get to talk to people like you and other staff members that yeah. they're also passionate about their jobs and what they're doing and what they're contributing to, not just the students, but to kind of like mm-hmm. the society as a whole because the students are going to be entering this new society and what they're giving is something that's going to be projected out into the real world and not just kept into the enclosure of campus. Yeah, 100%. Like, I actually feel, I think a big difference is that I feel that, like, my, what I put in now is actually, like, meaningful. Like, because I'm passionate about my, like, my education now, what I put into my classes feels so much meaningful. And I can say, like, the same thing about my job, too. Mm-hmm. And now that you mentioned that, especially like, your newer jobs that you're kind of juggling right now, um, they definitely seem to be aimed a little bit more towards actually your kind of career path that you're following with helping people and support. And I want to know, and I'm pretty curious, now that you've kind of settled down into this new kind of work and your new major, what have you found that works now that has helped you find a balance of work and school? Because it seems like if, if the fact that you enjoy it, you can be a little bit more efficient with it. Now, what have you done to make it more efficient? Yeah, 100%. I think now I'm a lot more like on top of my own like stuff. Like I, so I utilize different programs. I utilize the heck out of Google Calendar. I have spreadsheets with all of my own. Um, so at the beginning of the quarter, I put all of my assignments on like a calendar, like on Google Sheets though, mm-hmm. so that I can cross it off when it's done. And I also kind of track my income and all of that because I do um, what you call it. I do support myself financially. Oh, okay. okay. So I kind of utilize things. And again, I'm like a Google Sheets nerd. So this kind of just like, <laughs> it's kind of my self care in like a weird way. I think like that's a reason why I'm able to kind of manage burnout is because I like I consider some of the stuff I do for my jobs and like doing things like Google Sheets and like organizing I consider that self-care mm-hmm. so I don't yeah it's like it's a little weird because I'm like I don't think everyone would be able to do the schedule that I I like have but I think that most people could if they um if they you know use these organizing softwares and if they really felt passionate enough yeah, no, I definitely understand that because I'm not like I, I'm split 50 50 where I actually plan ahead like on Sunday nights, I will sit down, I have a physical agenda, and I will plan out and write out for each day what I have to do. So that way I am on track. And that really does help alleviate the stress because I know that at least I'm planning ahead, like, I will be submitting the quiz one day ahead of time and do, be doing the notes and reading the lectures one day ahead of time. So I'm not leaving things to the last minute. And I feel like that alleviates so much because it's it's not that you're having these worries and you're not thinking about school while doing work and you already have it written down somewhere and you just know like, okay, I'm not going to forget it. It's fine. I already have everything planned out. And the way that I have it planned out is going to be in a way that I'm planning for kind of those self-care times that you kind of talked about. And also for being able to do everything in a timely manner and being able to put out your work in a good way. Yeah, 100%. I also use like these, like a physical to-do list sometimes. And I use that as like a way of like, for like planning my next week. Because then if I know what I have next week, there are no surprises. I think like the worst part of 
how I functioned back then is that I would just look at Canvas and oh my god, there was like 20 like homework questions that are due in like two hours. Like I remember that feeling that it was like completely awful and I just like never felt being oh my like goodness. a student. Uh-huh. I know, like, remembering that now, and I'm just like, oh my goodness, how did I function back then? Honestly, I'm not gonna lie, I kind of pulled something like that yesterday night. Um, I completely <laughs> blanked that we had a quiz due, we had a quiz due before midnight, and it was based on two lectures that were already posted kind of across the week, and I hadn't had the time to watch them just because I'd been so busy with my other classes. And one of the lectures had over 100 Hundred slides. The video, the video itself was almost two hours. The one lecture, and I had to watch two. So I sat down. I was like, you know what? It's okay. Like I'm just gonna push aside everything. Yes. I sat down for five hours almost writing notes, and I took the exam at like 10 p.m. But you know what? Like, okay, now that I had that done, like, at least I don't have to worry about it anymore. That was actually <laughs> the only assignment for the week. But that was on bad on my part for leaving it at the last minute and kind of forgetting to write it down in my planner. So that was, I, I, I pulled a, a fast one there, but that was bad. That was a very bad habit that I still kind of do and I'm still trying to break. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, like, I'm not saying, like, whatchamacallit, I feel like, I'm giving this advice but at the same time like I feel like since we need to understand that we are human we make mistakes where yeah there you gotta forgive days, yourself but, mm -hmm. you have to be super forgiving with yourself or else like you're really you really in order to grow you need to forgive yourself like mm -hmm. I needed to forgive myself for being like not a great student or not in the right major in the past like I can't kick myself over for having because back then my GPA was much lower than it is now and I feel like most people, when they see me as a student now, they wouldn't expect me as a student a year ago. Like, especially my tutoring job, like, I feel like, like, they get, like, a really good impression of me, but I'm like, you know, I straight up tell them, like, you know, a year ago, I was failing my classes. I was overworking. I wasn't managing my time correctly. Mm -hmm. And like, I think and I just like that's something right now that you kind of talked about that time management yeah. is something that we kind of neglect and that we should really kind of like emphasize on. And I'm curious, other than kind of like using the Google spreadsheet, how did you manage your time a little bit more efficiently? Because I feel that we say that, oh, no, 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 like we have to get this assignment done. Um, we won't eat like I'll, I'll eat after I'm done. Like, how do you do it? You want to repeat that last one? My alarm went off at the end. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, like kind of going off on talking about like, how do you manage like the time? Because I feel that we tend to just push aside our own self-care needs because we try to devote so much time to just doing the schoolwork and just doing the work. And we kind of like, we lose track of time to being able to focus on ourselves as well. And then that's when we experience that burnout. And then that's when we experience kind of like, we don't talk to other people and we disconnect. And then that's when we start kind of suffering. <laughs> I got you, I got you. Yeah, for me personally, what I've found that helps is I just like, even like at the beginning of the week, I straight up just say like, okay, from this hour to this hour, I'm doing self-care. Like I will not, like I schedule like plans with friends ahead of time just so I know and I can plan ahead for like these moments of self-care. Like for example, like this Friday, like I know me and my friends are hanging out from 3 to 10 p.m. So in my calendar, I blocked that off and I made sure that everything I needed to do for the next couple of days was already done before today, just so I know that I can take today off, sort of. 
Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense. And I hope that makes sense to our listeners as well. Um, you, y'all, it's, I know it's very difficult to kind of like actually plan things ahead because things are unexpected and things happen in life, especially now. And, but it, even if it's just not even, it doesn't even have to be an hour, just trying to set like 15 minutes between each class if you can, because just trying to do that is definitely going to prevent that burnout from, okay, I have to still do my responsibilities of class, still have to do my responsibilities of my job. And also, I mean, you got to have the responsibilities of taking care of yourself as well, because if you're not taking care of yourself, how are you going to be efficient? And how are you going to be giving your best at both things of your job and your school? I mean, right? I think taking care of yourself is one of the most important things, I would say, getting a as much sleep as possible is super super important mm-hmm. it's just we can't do our best if we are not like i i don't want to say at our best but if we're not like up to like up to the challenge of doing our best yeah that makes a lot of sense and one last thing that i kind of did want to go off now that we're talking about sleep and little little things that you can do what tips would you have for those students that want to become student workers so then that way they kind of come prepared and i mean it's gonna eventually it's not gonna be expected that they're not gonna experience burnout at first or they're not they're not gonna know how to balance but what would you say would be something that you wish you would have known when you started working that somebody would have told you so you wouldn't have gone up to that point where you just feel like i am done i just don't want to do anything anymore I guess I'll just like a few things here. My first advice for um, like newer students or like first years or first year transfers is to not be discouraged. Or I guess like for me personally with imposter syndrome, like I only applied to design hall because I thought I couldn't get anything other than design hall. Mm-hmm. But obviously there are so many opportunities out there. You really don't know unless you apply. My advice is even if you're like, eh, like I probably am not qualified, apply straight up, just apply. There are so many opportunities that you can miss out on if you just don't apply. Yeah. And what you Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just agreeing with you because that is totally true. Like, kind of like going off of that. Like, if it wasn't for my Psych 100 professor, um, Dr. Cover Rubias, she had posted an announcement, literally just a flyer before the class had ended. And this was my first quarter. She's like, oh, the Division of Student Affairs and Success is offering like jobs as podcasters. I was like, should I apply? I was like, I don't know. I was kind of iffy about it. And I was like, you know what? It's like, I have nothing to lose. Like it's, you really don't have anything to lose. And I applied and it went pretty well. So, and I'm always getting, I think all of y'all are getting emails as well for like job openings on campus. I would say if it sounds interesting to you, just go for it. I mean, you really don't have anything to lose. 100%. Like I think Students are super hesitant to apply to jobs here just because, like, especially in the ER system, it can look pretty, like, daunting with, the, like, the amount of, like, or with the system itself and also with, like, the description of the jobs. And then, um, yeah, what was the other thing I was going to say? Oh, with managing stress and burnout first, I guess my advice is just to be realistic or even to start small. Like, do not start off trying to juggle three different jobs. Try juggling one. See if you can handle for a quarter. Try adding another one. See if you can handle it for a quarter. Mm-hmm. And obviously, like I know, like at least students like similar to me, like sometimes you don't really have that choice, which like I completely understand. And my advice to that is just to kind of be honest with your boss. Be honest about your situation. You don't have to be like completely frank, but you can let your boss know just like, hey, I'm really really tired today. Would I be able to get like a one day extension on this? 
or just even being like, hey, I don't think I have the capacity to take on new projects or I don't have the capacity to take on this event. I think a lot of um, a lot of bosses here are, in, at least in my experience, really value honesty from students because they understand that like we have other responsibilities, but they're not going to know unless we really, or they're not going to know what those responsibilities are. They're not going to know how it's impacting us unless we kind of express that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think it's also important for us to remember that we are students first. Like that is, mm-hmm. that is kind of like our primary job, if that makes any sense. So, I mean, if you are getting a job on campus, I mean, they'll be kind of aware of it, but like you are saying that it is important for your supervisors and your bosses to be aware that you have things to do to prioritize and that but you have to let them know because you they can't assume like oh maybe they're they're assuming that you're only taking one class and that you can manage but you have to be very and it might be very difficult at first and it might be a little bit awkward but especially building that relationship little by little is also going to be beneficial as well because you're going to be able to trust in your supervisor or your boss with certain things and they'll be able to help you with your job in the case that when one day like the school hits you hard they'll definitely be more open and more understanding and they'll try to work with you so you can still be able to manage your job with a bit more of ease and still do your classes as best as you can yeah 100 and i noticed a lot of like student workers who end up going into like food service like off campus and like the and work those jobs i noticed a lot of their bosses can be unsupportive so my advice is try your best to find that supportive boss and if you notice that your boss does not respect you as a student that is kind of a, a kind of a red flag to like try to see if you can get another job because it's super super important to have a supportive boss when you're also a student. Mm-hmm. Your boss needs to respect you as much as you respect them. Pretty much. That those are the words of wisdom. My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> My, and I feel like that is honestly a really good starting point just so we don't overwhelm the potential student workers or even the people who are working. And right now they just, they really don't know how to express these things or they feel like maybe things are getting a little bit out of hand. I feel like these are some great tips that we kind of discussed. And I really want to thank you so, so much for your kind of experience and your life and for telling us what really works. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Well, unfortunately, that's all the time we have this week for this Slugcast episode, but I had a lot of fun talking with Sid. I think that we had a lot of great ideas and a lot of great tips that hopefully y'all can apply to your work and school life. And as always, I'd like to remind y'all that you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and RSS.com. And as always, we have an Instagram. You can always send us a DM for requests or comments on our episodes. And you can follow us for announcements and more. And hopefully we'll be having some polls soon. Um, I'm pretty excited about that. And of course, if you want to email us individually for anything you'd want, such as requests or comments, you can do that as well. And that will be it. And I'll be seeing y'all next week. Bye.